Will AI replace us? Well, it already has. I'm a man with a beard. So the only time you're going to be able to grow a beard. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> you dog. The Editing Podcast is brought to you by Riverside. It is the best remote video recording tool for podcasts. You can find out more about them later. This says, Hollywood is done for. You might not believe me, but this is AI generated. Bruh. It looks really good, but it also looks really wrong. It is in that kind of uncanny place, isn't it? It looks like the entire thing has optical flow on it. Yeah. Where it's like all the lines are kind of like dancing around and they don't, it doesn't look, it looks like reality, like the lighting and everything looks real when you freeze frame it. But once it's moving, mm. it looks wrong. That's interesting. It, it's struggling to get movement, but right. the still images actually do look pretty good. Right. I think at a first glance, actually. Right. As soon as the movement happens, that's when our brain goes, Something's wrong here. Right. But it also does look pretty good. Yeah. Like, it, it like does look really impressive because if that's AI generated, nothing was filmed. All of that was with prompts and then some trying to make those shots. The camera of movement, probably like the poses of those people, it probably re- going over the internet and finding all that type of information and turning it into its own video. Like that is actually pretty incredible. And so for what it is now, I actually do really like that. And the thing that scares me is like, think just five years later. Like, what's it going to look like in five years? Well, I would say let's compare it to what, I would say another popular AI tool, MidJourney. We look at what MidJourney was doing a year ago and then comparing to what it is now. There's little cases where someone put in a prompt from a year ago and put in the same prompt a one year later and the difference is astounding. It is incredible of how much it has improved this quickly. And so like that does excite me, but then also again, scares me because again, the argument there is, is that, oh, is this going to be replacing the need for photography? If you can now make a model and potentially give it the prompts, let's just say you're doing a clothing line and then you get this clothes and then you can now put it onto these AI models. And now you don't need a photographer. You don't need to rent out a studio. You don't need to pay for models to, to be posing your clothes. That's it. It's done. That's a scary thought. What could this also mean for video editing? Because one of the things that you can do is I want this type of image, but in the style of Pixar. I want this type of image, but in the style of Studio Ghibli. And it actually does a really good job of replicating that. So that is something that's made me consider the idea of what what if you capture a bunch of footage and then you can tell an AI, I want you to edit this in the style of Walter Murch. I want you to edit this in the style of Joe Walker. I want you to edit this in the style of Thelma Schoomaker. And all of them have their own distinct styles. And when we see that editing, we feel their editing. And so could, in theory, could AI learn that and be able to replicate their choices and their ability? I think it could. Well, but like sh- I, <laughs> well, <go> sh- <laughs> <laughs> I wanted you to, I wanted you to disagree, but you're saying it can. <laughs> I think it totally can. AI has only the ability to replicate creativity and not create its own creativity. It's just taking what's been done in the past and reapplying it. And I think what makes humans different is everybody has their own taste. And I don't think AI has its own taste. It just takes the input and generates an output. And so everybody develops their taste differently. You will watch some British comedy. You'll watch some Edgar Wright. And you'll be like, oh, I'm going to take a little bit of that. But it's not going to look exactly like Edgar Wright. And so you have a bunch of different influences that go into your editing that makes it and Hayden edit. Mm -hmm. And that's your own unique thing. There's nobody else in the world that edits just like Hayden. And so I think that's where the value really lies is everybody having their own unique taste and 
yeah, once it exists, some AI is going to be able to make an Hayden edit, mm -hmm. which sucks. <laughs> but I think it's true. I think it really could. It really could replicate somebody's taste at a certain, you know, given time. I like half agree with you because you have your own format. You know how you like to cut. But does that mean you cut the exact same way every single time? The footage is going to be different. What you receive is going to have a slightly different feel and tone to it. And that's going to help inform you to, here is what I normally like to do, but I'm going to have to add a little bit more on top of it to maintain what it is I like to do, but to also react to what the footage has been given towards me. AI is not going to be able to do that. It's going to go, okay, so Jordan does this type of cut, done. And, it, and it's going to be something ever so slightly wrong with it because it couldn't give it the new information, that a little bit of extra touch, that footage needed that time. I mostly 100% agree with you. There's going to be something wrong with it. And you're going to be like, I don't know what it is, but there's something wrong with it. But I think, like, I'm just thinking 50, 100 years down the road. Okay. I'm thinking, like, at that time, you're going to be... It's going to be pretty close because it's going to be able to watch the footage. It's going to be like, oh, this is a sad story. Longer takes might work better on a sad edit. And it's going to know all of that information. And it's going to go, okay, so if I'm taking Hayden's editing style, he likes these movies as inspiration. And he also will knows that this is a story about X. This is sad. He, it'll be able to, I think, kind of closely predict what you might do in that situation. But I don't think it'll be perfect. I think that's an interesting theory. Like, yeah. could it replicate our style to get it 60, 70% there? It's not perfect, but we come in and that's now probably saved us a week's worth of work and it did it in a day. That's a fun what if. I don't believe that's possible, but it's fun to play that game. But then also part of it is I would still rather... Uh, train and work with human to be able to replicate that first 60-70% anyway because Absolutely. I think despite ethically and morally that's probably my issue where it is now yeah great I've just saved a couple thousand dollars because this AI tool done it for me but now there's someone else who probably has not been able to work and learn and not improve themselves and I think that for me is probably going to be dependent on each person there's going to be a preference on whether you want to maintain human relationships and human experiences as you make this content but then more so there might be some other content where it probably would be better and easier just to throw it out there and have an AI do it for you. Right. And some people would choose to just have the whole thing be run by AI. Good for them. I don't like you. No. But... No, <laughs> I don't. I also enable the idea that that is a preference for each person. Absolutely. So this was recorded in our studio. And we also record podcasts remotely. And we're able to get that 4K crispy video with Riverside. If you're not using Riverside for all of your virtual meetings, you're making a big mistake. I've even been using it for consultations. As soon as we're done, I get to send them the entire recording. And not to mention the recording quality is freaking it's good, which is why we like to use it for podcasting. And we love it because it records each audio and video track separately so that editing is such a breeze when we get into post. Which means our editor can get started on cutting it almost immediately. And even if you or your guest has absolute garbage internet, it doesn't matter. Because remember that one time when we were in the hotel room? I mean, the call kept on jostling. I thought we lost it, but because Riverside records locally and then uploads, the call was perfect. And it's easy for the guests. They don't need to install anything. You just send them the link and you can start recording. It even says like, roll out the red carpet. It's kind of, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it makes it, me feel special. It makes me feel so special. Riverside can also auto-transcribe your recording and use its text-based editing tool to edit it 
right there. If you're podcasting, creating video content, or recording online calls, then sign up to Riverside.fm for free and use code EDITINGPODCAST for 20% off. And you can find that link in the description, and we'll see you back in the interview. But it is interesting that you bring up the ethical... Uh, the ethics and the morality of like stealing somebody's taste or somebody's idea or somebody's IP, their intellectual property, because that's something that's really hard to copyright. And that's something that's individual to everybody now. Yeah. And it's never been accessible to somebody else. But what if it was? Yeah. And that's a whole new question. Being able to easily steal someone's work and have it be easily replicated. That's that's a rabbit hole I don't feel qualified to go <laughs> down either. if I'm honest. But it's fun to think about. What it's essentially is doing is it's using its learning in what already exists. Trying to figure out, okay, what works well and then getting all of that data and then kind of replicating it. Now, yes, that's what humans do. That's why this AI stuff is actually really, really impressive because it does follow the exact same way us as humans do. But we have that little bit of extra step to collect everything that we like and go, how can I make this original in the way that I want it to be personally? Right, exactly. And I think AI, as of now, does not have that step. And therefore, what it does, it just copies, copies, and copies again. It recreates, 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 but a little bit too much from where it's getting its sources from. And actually, it's essentially just, it's, co- it's repeating formats. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's repeating what already works, what we already know that does work, but it cannot really, to an extent, there is a limit to when it can figure out anything brand new that doesn't exist yet. Right. That's the limitations. It's repeatable formats. And for me, I feel like it hits that line and then that's it. It's scary though, because a lot of the things that us humans like and enjoy do have a format that's very repeatable. Yeah. So like some of those big box office Marvel movies that are just bangers. They have they, Marvel movies kind of have a format and mm-hmm. superhero movies in general or even like a Star Wars film. Honestly, like I would argue that The Force Awakens was like an AI generated Star <laughs> Wars because it just kind of repeated the same format. But we were all excited it was a new Star Wars. And we loved it. Really? I was underwhelmed. Star Wars fans didn't love it, but the average moviegoer that doesn't know anything about Star Wars, they were like, bro, that was so cool. It was a spectacle. There was starfighter fighting and it was like, they were amazed at the cinema of it. Let's just say Star Wars Force Awakens was AI generated. Yep. Us as artists, we would go, well, that was just the same as A New Hope. Yeah. What was the point of that? Yeah. But you're right. General audiences, you probably don't care about it as much. Were exactly. they entertained? Oh, no. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and but- so like, even we could talk about that in terms of YouTube. There's like a YouTube format that works mm-hmm. really well. And lots of people are emulating it. And they do big numbers, like mm-hmm. everybody that emulates that format. And so it becomes less about creativity and more about finding a format that works that people enjoy and making that. If it's formats, repeatable content, things that can be easily replicated. And if it can be easily replicated, what happens? We get an overabundance of it. We get a high saturation of that same format. We see the same content over and over again. We see the same Marvel movie over and over again in that, let's say, in that theory. Yeah. But then what that means is if we then get bombarded with the same thing over and over again, what happens? The demand is going to go down because it's not fresh. We get Humans exhausted. like fresh things. Yes. Yeah. We get exhausted. So what if, let's just say, a new format is discovered, a new style of filmmaking, and... This creates a trend. Everyone jumps on that trend. Now a bunch of data has now just been created. What can AI now do? Learn what it is and how to do it well. Repeats it. Now that AI is so accessible, everyone repeats it. And then suddenly we all get sick of it. Exactly. So does this mean it's going to make trends come and go even quicker? Honestly, probably. 
But the reality is that we already do that as humans. We already see something that everybody thinks is cool. We hop on it and we create it. But like you said, I think AI is just going to speed up that process. It's just going to be acting like a human, but it's going to be in a quicker cycle, I think. I think honestly, what's going to be the most valued in the coming future is something that's just whack. That's just completely different that nobody's ever seen Mm -hmm. because of how saturated and how many people are going to jump on those trends or those formats that work really well. And so I think we're going to start craving what's different and what hasn't been done and what hasn't been seen before. It's going to create an even bigger starvation for something new. Is it going to be replacing us, destroying us? No, I actually think it's going to be encouraging us to be better sooner. Or maybe not even better. Mm. Because I think better is very subjective when it comes to art. Mm -hmm. But I think it's going to be encouraging us to be different or be original. I do like that because have you seen many people often say, oh, this was generated by AI or something that was actually pretty a basic piece of content and says, I felt like this could have been made by AI. Right. It's becoming the new way of saying, this is mediocre. Mm. That's interesting to think about. If AI is able to make that same piece of content by itself, Mm. what that means is AI has now made mediocrity accessible. Everybody's going to be able to to make a YouTube channel or make some piece of content or, you know, become quote unquote famous on social media because they're going to be able to make content that has been proven to work over and over again. Yeah. And what's going to happen, though, when everybody's able to do that, then suddenly nobody's going to be able to do that. And then it's it all starts over. It kind of reminds me of the plot of The Incredibles. Okay. Yeah. You know, you know, you know that his whole evil plot is he wants to make the whole world superheroes. Yeah. And what it means is that therefore no one will be a superhero. And when everyone's super, <laughs> no one will be. So what that means then is if everyone can now be a filmmaker, that means no one can be a filmmaker. Or the definition of filmmaking is going to change. Yes, that's exactly. Yeah, I was trying to set you up for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Hayden. Do you like this music? It makes footage like this feel gorgeous to watch and feel. And it's easy to put in your videos with Track Club. It's a sound library that's disciplined and not bloating itself with hundreds of thousands of tracks, but it only keeps the great ones that can complement your footage to feel like this. We even use Track Club with our Pixar intro. The music's so good, it works with Pixar. I can even download the stems, throw them in a multicam, and just start with the pianos, and then slowly bring in each instrument myself. I have total control of how I want the music to play in my content. And if you want to keep it simple, you can even do it with Mixlab. If you want your content to feel as good as this, go ahead and hit the link in the description to get your free month of Track Club now. What this means then is this genuinely does remind me of when digital cameras first came around. Mm. Like just before it was film. And film was incredibly expensive to own, to use, and to create. The ability to be a filmmaker was very inaccessible. Right. Then digital cameras first came around. The arguments that we're all saying about AI is the exact same arguments that everyone was saying when digital cameras first came around. Oh, now that everyone can be a filmmaker, filmmaking is ruined. It's like like everything sucks now. It's just it's just it's democratized it. Now it's got no more individuality. It's the same argument again. Yeah. But it but does that mean that we just suddenly had only bad films? No. We had a lot more made, which was the great part, yeah. but it doesn't mean that good films stopped being made. No, you would, you could even make the argument that filmmaking got much better. Yes. Because there was a lot more options. Yeah. And so the best, the cream, you know, will float to the top. It created so much more opportunity if I think the new 
forms of filmmakers to right. come through. Right. I was AI is simply the new digital camera. No, absolutely. I think it's just another revolutionary technology that's going to change the course of the way that we go about creating and it's going to make it different. But humans are always going to prevail. Humans are always going to have that original thought. And like we said, AI can only be as creative as past humans were. Yeah. It gets into the whole like really sci-fi um, meta, you know, uh, thought process where it's like, well, if AI can learn to learn, what if AI could actually learn how to predict things? Yeah. Maybe as of now, it's a current limitation. But what if there is a point where they are able to teach it to be able to understand when a mistake is happening? Or if it crashes per se, now everything else is going to learn that that didn't work. And they're Which gonna is learn. exactly gonna how humans learn. Exactly. We make mistakes. We tell the whole world about those mistakes and yeah. so we all learn to be better. Exactly. God damn it. Yeah, we are going to be replaced. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is what it is. With my basic understanding, it seems to be a bunch of people went, how, how can we train a machine to think the same way humans do? Right. And they've spent the vast majority of these years trying to figure out to get it to that point and we've and we've passed a certain point where it could now learn in the same way humans learn but i think like i said here's the optimistic side of it the person that wins when it comes to creativity is the person that does something weird or something different i honestly think that it's very similar to the advent of um just photography in general yeah. um because i think you know everybody if you wanted to get an image of you, you would have to have somebody literally paint it. And somebody would have to go do every single brush stroke and make it happen. And then a camera was invented. And they're like, oh, frick, we're done. Mm -hmm. Like, you could literally take a perfect picture of somebody. And now nobody needs portraits anymore because you have a photo. Mm -hmm. But then artists took that information and said, do you know what I can do that a camera can't do? I can do like an impressionist drawing of you. So it looks a little weird or it looks a little funky. Or I can draw a landscape in like an imaginary dreamy way that no, one, no camera could ever capture. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden they're relevant again. And so I think... AI is very, very similar where it can it can do stuff really, really well and probably honestly better than what we're trying to do right now. But we have the opportunity and we have the ability to do something completely different mm -hmm. that it wouldn't think of or it wouldn't do because of the way that we understand how it works. So if you even take like traditional art, which is just, you know, making paintings, if you take that to modern times, I was editing a a docu-series like Sizzle Reel to pitch to companies. And it was about this guy named Mr. Brainwash. And he is an artist, but not in the traditional way. So he basically has giant teams of people that create the art for him, but he actually just comes up with the idea. And then he sells whatever that is for a few million dollars. And all it is, you know, he doesn't touch it. He doesn't do any of it. All of it is, is his idea. And so because he's come up with whack ideas and he has teams to execute it, he makes these huge art installations, these weird paintings. His stuff is in so many celebrities' house just because it's just, it's weird. And he's called Mr. Brainwash because he feels that art is like this giant scam where it's all it is is like you just come up with something and then you sell it for a million dollars and, and that's all it is. If you can create a portfolio and if you have enough money to hire a team to have warehouses full of junk that you can make into art, boom, you're an artist. That's all it takes. But what about that team? And that's exactly what I'm saying. I think that team could be compared to AI. So that team could be like, maybe I have this weird idea and that team all of a sudden becomes just a collection of different tools to execute that idea. And that idea 
is going to be way more original than anything that one AI bot or one robot could could come up with. But those people now no longer have a job. Exactly. What do you think of that? It's a weird dystopian time we live in. <laughs> I think jobs that lack creativity or jobs that are very repeatable are probably going to be end up being phased out. And I think that is where I'm fi- I'm beginning to find those those ethical and moral issues. For those who the AI does have a huge risk of threatening those jobs. No, absolutely. And I I think that's just the future. Yeah. And I think it's how it works. We've seen it happen in the past and I think it's going to continue to happen. But I think the the thing that I always come back to is the value that humans bring is their ability to come up with original ideas mm-hmm. and to be able to be creative. Because I think creativity is is going to be, it's not, it doesn't exist in a robot. A robot can't be creative beyond, I know, I sound like a broken record, but a robot can't be creative beyond what has already been done. It can't be creative. And, and that's future. fake creative. That's not yeah. even creative. That's like looking like you're creative. It can't think forward. No. That's what it is. No. Yeah. It cannot think forward for now. For now. <laughs> that, 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 that's the thing. It's that's, like, why, that's why I brought up that naysayer argument because like, what if it could learn to think forward? Because like, what if we release this and then two months down the line, this thing is so out of date? No, it's true. <laughs> that's what I'm worried about. Like, we're doing all of these hot takes and like right now, this seems so relevant. And in a year's time, we're going to be called out. You were so dumb look at this ai tool yeah that was released a year later and we probably are gonna look really dumb. this is gonna be like a t- this is gonna be a time capsule podcast i yeah, think it yeah. really is it really is we're probably i mean these are it's just fun to talk about yeah. and these predictions are totally probably gonna be laughed at in the future there is a high chance all of our opinions are gonna be laughed at high chance that these are gonna be out of date in one week i would even say yeah but this is going to be the hot take that I'm going to stand on. All right, do it. We are very, very excited about the idea of AI. And we are now beginning to imagine its capabilities. And we are imagining it to be limitless. And I think that is the mistake. Because this is the same cultural reaction to when smartphones came out as well. When the first smartphone came out, oh my God, it was incredible. And then we began to think of the limitless possibilities. And then we began to be able to achieve some of it. And then like over time, the cameras got improved. The, uh, the UIs were getting improved. Suddenly we could be watching videos. And then every single year, a new iPhone comes out and the quality and technology got better and better and better, like exponential. Yeah. But then do you remember the time when we all got to a point and went, How, hold on. The iPhone's not really improving anymore. The amount of improvement got smaller and smaller. And it got smaller, smaller and smaller yeah. and smaller. There was a time when the technology and the potential that technology did hit its natural limit. And I don't know the exact term, but I think, but I like, but people like to describe it as a technological S curve. Okay. The flat lines at the beginning shoots up. Oh my God, it's been incredible. And then kind of flat lines when it kind of hits its potential. I would be optimistic in believing that we're going to find that limitation with AI as well. I think we can use the history of the development of smartphones to correlate and probably have a potential parallel in the future of how AI is going to be developing. I do believe there's going to be a limit. What do you think the top of that S-curve would be for AI? I don't know yet. Yeah, that's... But I don't know I, I think the way people are so excited about this... I think people are a bit too overexcited, but I understand it. I'm excited about the idea, but I don't think it's going to be as incredible as we think it is. Yeah. So what do you think 
would be replaced in terms of editing and filmmaking? What parts of the process do you think have the ability to be replaced? And what parts of the process are like, no way, you can't? The busy work. That's what's going to replace. For filmmakers, for us, it is the busy work. It's the parts that we all hate the most. And so it is the, let's just say you filmed a talking head video and you'll cut out all of those bits when you're not talking. Great, let's run that through an AI. Gets all those silences, trims it all out, gives you the video. Off you go, that's just saved you four to five hours. Let's say with podcasts, there's now tools that are able to identify who's speaking and it cuts to that camera, especially with multicam podcasts. That's a great tool. That's now going to save an editor that four or five hours going through all of that. That's tedious. It's boring. It's not really that exciting. Hmm. I think those are two really, really interesting use cases. I think one of the best use cases is rotoscoping. That was a very tedious, long task. The entire departments that like they're dedicated to doing that, I can now do with one click of a button. That is the busy work, the stuff that we all secretly, but also openly admit, hate to do. And now what that means is we can get to the creative part sooner. Hmm. Does this mean that edit assistants are going to be cut out? No. It's going to make their jobs a lot more manageable. I think AI is going to be the edit assistant's edit assistant. Okay. So my thought process with the overall thing, with the overall like what's going to be cut out, what's going to be kept, mm-hmm. is anything that's not creative is going to be cut out. Anything that's creative is going to be kept. Mm-hmm. Because that's like my thesis in my brain of, yeah. you know, creative creativity is what can't be created by AI. Mm-hmm. So what part of assistant editing in your mind is the part that AI can't do? Well, it still has to go through takes. They still probably have to identify what are probably good takes. I mean, we've even had discussion with, uh, with The Last of Us editors where uh, Emily, the edit system, was going through and identifying what kind of emotionally hit her. Mm. What ones gave her the best emotional reaction? And she was able to then inform the lead editor, Timothy. This was a take that I think I really liked. And Timothy was able to help make those decisions as well. I think those emotional aspects, I, I think AI is not going to be able to do. And now I would like to imagine this is going to be giving, let's just say, let's play that game, Emily more opportunity to probably go through those takes and spend a bit more time really identifying which ones work best. Edit assistants are the support system for the main editor. Right. AI can now be the support system for the edit assistant. And so that's why I skip, which is therefore giving them more opportunity and more time to be creative themselves. I love that. I think I really agree because the whole nature of editing in traditional media is about apprenticeship. And it's about learning um, as an assistant editor from the editor that's above you Mm -hmm. and and learning how to edit so then you can become as good as them and they can be your mentor. And so it's cool that you could, you know, skip the busy work and be able to focus on that mentorship relationship. Yeah. I think that's incredible. So AI is going to make education so much more accessible now. Right. Yeah. And so you can be really creatively mentored. The the editor who's could the editor could potentially give you the assistant sequences to work on, to sound design, mm-hmm. to do more creative work, um, to get you better as an editor creatively f- faster. Faster. Yes, exactly. It is getting to the past mediocre stage faster. Yeah. AI gets you up to the mediocre stage significantly faster. Let's just say it could probably take you three, four years to get to that point. Let's just say with AI, it can now get you there in six months. Right. Great. You've now just saved another two, three years of your professional development. You are now a better creator yourself. Off you go. You can now be more creative. That excites me. That you can then discover who you are as a creative, as an individual, what it is that you like yourself sooner. Sooner.